From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome to the program on this Monday morning. And that was Africa Sky Blue, introductory song there by the legendary Johnny Clegg and Jaluka. And very, very appropriate as well because our first guest on our show today is going to be Michael Blackburn. Now, you might remember... Uh, some time ago, we had an interview where we looked at the SAA Museum that is out in in Johannesburg uh, on, on the East Rand. And uh, we had one of the guides there, who is also a former cabin crew member of SAA, to take us through the museum and see what it is that you can uh, see if you go to the museum. Now, he at the time said he is busy writing a book, and that book has now come out. So I'm very happy to say that, oh, the glamour, recalling the years as a flight attendant on SAA by Michael Blackburn is now out for your Christmas and December holiday reading. And we have him on the line to talk about it. Michael, welcome to the show once again. Uh, oh, we seem to be having a bit of a, a technical problem there with Michael. Uh, if you just give me a moment there, I will make sure that we sort that out. Uh, Michael, can you hear me now? Hello. Michael, are you with us? Hello. Hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you now. Sorry about oh. that. Welcome once again to the show. Tell us, Michael, what decided you on writing a book for your years as an SAA pilot? Benji, thanks again for having me on your show. Awesome to hear your voice. How you been doing? I am fantastic. But more importantly, how are you in terms of your becoming to be an author? Benji, it's been a challenge, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, after flying as a flight attendant for South African Airways for 40 years, from 1980 at the age of 22 until 2020, retired at 62, I have finally written that tell-all book. You know, people all want to know what the flight attendant got up to in 40 years, eh? Well, I'm, I'm glad to see it. And how long did it take you to put together? Uh, and did you did you did you just uh, write it over a long period of time, or did you sort of take an amount of time off and then and then write it all in one go? Benji, I always knew the day I retired I was going to write this book, so I have been writing it for the last year, and it's finally printed and out for sale at the South African Airways Museum at Rand Airport, Germiston. You'll be able to pick up a copy there, just 120 rand. Uh, the book is pretty awesome. It's a autobiography spanning the 40 years of a flight attendant at South African Airways. What I went through in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and all the way up till 2020, until SAA went into business rescue, and I was forced to take a severance package. Luckily, I was only a year away from my official retirement so i'm doing okay and you know i've subsequently started as a tour guide at the south african airways museum been working there now since uh retirement 
having a lot of fun, taking the families on board our 747 Boeing there. I'm the only tour guide there that does a simulated decompression as well as a simulated oven fire, as well as a simulated come this way, jump and slide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, of course, some of the more famous things that you do when, you, when you're on a plane. And one of, the, one of the things that they explain very well at the museum about how some of these things uh, work and how they matter. And, you know, they're often just in the background when you're flying. Uh, and yet they're, you know, they're, they're a crucial part of, of the safety procedures. Now, I'm sure when you're going to do a, a tell-all book, uh, there's there's a lot of interesting tales and, and insider information. Without giving away too much, uh, are there any famous names that people can expect if they're going to be reading your book, Michael? So, Benji, I've actually got my book here in front of me. I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs. I want to just uh, whet your appetite today so that your listeners can look forward to reading the book. In the book, I have 70 short stories things that happened during the 40 years in the air at the hotels, uh, things like technical emergencies on board, even medical emergencies, uh, celebrity passengers, both difficult and awesome. I'm going to actually read you a paragraph. Let's have a look what I've got here today. I set myself a task to recall experiences from the years as a flight attendant at South African Airways, my recollections are all honest and not fabricated. These memories are not meant to hurt, upset, or anger anyone. I ask you to be open-minded and read them in the spirit in which they were written. I recall waking up Joan Collins and telling her that she should use a bathroom while it's still quiet before I put the lights on for breakfast. She entered the bathroom in ski pants and a baggy T-shirt. She came out in a full-length Burberry camel coat with high heels. Her makeup looked like it had been done by Estee Lauder herself. She could have been on the set of Dynasty, not a hair out of place. She was the first to step out when I opened the door. She whispered in my ear, thank you, Michael, for waking me early. Cameras were flashing and I edged in closer to make sure I was in the picture. Oh, the glamour. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely fantastic, Michael. I think it gives a, a, a real sense of some of the things you have to think about when you when you are are a flight attendant. Uh, can I ask you, Michael? I mean, we often uh, when we think about planes, think about the pilots and and the work that they do. Uh, but you know, the cabin crew is obviously a, a crucial part of the. Of, of the piece to make sure that the, the flight is enjoyable and safe. Do, do the, is there a divide between the, 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 the flight attendants and the, and, the, and the pilots, or is it sort of all one team when you fly on board? Uh, we're a team, definitely. And the good reason behind that is the fact that, you know, on board an aircraft, there's always a potential danger situation. So it is very important to work as a team. You know, you want to be there for one another in the case of any uh, eventuality on board. So, yeah. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you, you, you have to. And, and flying, of course, has changed a lot uh, since, I'm sure, when you were when you were in the 80s and, and flying. I mean, I was on a flight the other day in a plane. It was a very old plane. And they still had uh, they still had things in the in the in the armchairs where you could put the cigarettes out you know even though they're clearly you don't oh, smoke yeah. on on flights anymore that must have been quite hard to to be on a plane and 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 have yeah. people smoking all over the place 
You know, in the 80s, when I was uh, started flying in 1980, of course, all our 747s had ashtrays on the armrest and there were smoking sections and non-smoking sections. So it kind of made it quite interesting, you know, doing a bar service on the plane. Excuse me, ma'am, what would you like to drink with your meal? And she blows smoke in your face. <laughs> <laughs> it was a challenge, you know, but uh, it was good. It was all good. I want to read you another quick paragraph here from my recollections. So I am recalling the years as a flight attendant for South African Airways. I recall stopping over in Ile du Sol Island on the way to New York. Our suitcases were not removed from the aircraft and they went straight through to New York. We went to the Morabeza Hotel with only our cabin bags. At breakfast, I witnessed how creative airline crew were. We all wore sheets from the bed. There were halter necks, togas, maxis and minis. Some were straight off the runways of Paris and Milan. Only the captain was missing. My colleague, Louise Oerstazen, went to fetch him. After 10 minutes, she reappeared with Captain Slubbert, fondly known as Captain 13, wearing a sheet with a fluffy bed cover over his shoulders. He was well-loved by the crew and such a good sport. The party had started. The hotel staff had to eventually ask us to leave when they wanted to lay the tables for lunch. Oh, the glamour. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Michael Blackburn on 101.9 High FM. And uh, he's talking to us about about his new book, Oh, the Glamour, the Re- Recollections of Flying on S. AA and uh, I am Benji Shulman. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. Talking today to Michael Blackburn. He is a former flight attendant for SAA and has recently written a book about his experiences flying on on the airplane. Now, Michael. You you were flying SAA at a time when there were sanctions and and things where where SAA couldn't fly over large chunks of Africa, and, and I'm sure to other places, which means that you had to stop over in some in some different countries. What were the sort of countries that you you tended to to stop off in, and and did you have to try and, and find the more interesting places if you wanted to uh, have a good time, like you read in your in your previous uh, note? Benji, you know, through the 80s and 90s, we had a lot of destinations that we were traveling to. It was pretty awesome. But uh, the book does deal with apartheid. It deals with uh, sanctions in the 80s and 90s. You know, if you find it offensive to talk about apartheid, then maybe don't buy the book. But it's important to understand that is always going to be part of our history. And I think as South African Airways... We do look back at it and we appreciate those years and what we went through. And um, it also brings me to the second part of my book, which is a tribute to the Helderberg crash. Yes, now, of course, because that that's a very, uh, very, it's a crash that's very much connected with, with the notion of apartheid and, and, and why perhaps absolutely. the plane went down. Yes, it's a pretty controversial story, isn't it? And, um, well, give us I've give us some background. Give, give us some background, Michael, yeah. just before you you do give it from your perspective. That, but okay. you know, for people who might not know about the Helberg, what what was it all about? So, in 1987, the 28th of November, to be exact, 
a 747 jumbo called the Combi went down 20 minutes outside Mauritius. Huge fire on board, 159 people on board, all dead. It plowed into the ocean four and a half kilometers under the sea. And uh, it took them a year to find that debris. It was a pretty controversial issue. There was a big court case to try and find out what caused the fire on board. So I have written the book from the heart about people. Uh, when you read my tribute to the Helderberg in this book called Oh, the Glamour, you'll appreciate it because although there have been books written in the past, this is the first book written from the heart about people. Because I had flown with these people for seven years, from 1980 till 1987, I knew each crew member personally. So my book deals with people and it introduces each personality to you. By the end of the book, you'll know each crew member personally and it deals with the crash and what might or might not have happened. It's a pretty interesting read for those of you that are interested in the Helderberg crash. I'm going to read a paragraph or two for you just to give you an idea of how I've dealt with it. This book was written as a tribute to the flight deck crew, the cabin crew, and the passengers of SA-295. I had known and worked with all of them for seven years. They were not only colleagues, but also friends. It humbles me to think that I could have also been part of that crew on board on that fateful day. This tribute is a personal view based on a true story. Please read it with the knowledge that it is only my personal view. You might disagree with me, and that's okay. It's not intended to hurt, offend, anger, or upset anyone. It does not accuse anyone of a criminal act. It was a Saturday morning, the 28th of November, 1987, at 7 a.m. when my telephone rang. It was my grandmother. She asked if I was at home. Yes, I said, detecting the anxiety in her voice. Is everything okay, I asked. One of your planes has gone missing, she told me. I was confused. What do you mean missing, I asked. It's on the TV, she said. Hold on, I said, placing the telephone receiver on the table and running over to the TV. I switched it on and was immediately faced with a picture of a South African Airways Boeing 747 called the Helderberg and the voiceover saying that the aircraft was missing. I returned to my grandmother on the telephone. What do you think, my boy, she asked. I remember my words like it was yesterday. Gran, a 747 doesn't just go missing. It's either behind a mountain or underwater, I said. I had been employed by South African Airways since 1980 and a cabin crew member since 1981. Sure. So that's very, very, uh, very, very powerful, and, and a, a very, and a very. I'm sure it must have been a story that really uh, shocked the whole, the whole fraternity of of airline pilots and and and, and cabin crew. Yes, I always knew I wanted to write this story. I couldn't write it while I was still employed with SAA. I don't think that would have been a good idea. So it had to come out eventually. And now I'm on pension. I can do it. And there are so many families and, you know, friends of victims that were on that plane that are still waiting for closure. I think it's important for them to read my, my own tribute. 
No, absolutely. Now, Michael, when you have people who are coming to the the museum and uh, and 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 seeing the the presentation that you guys do there, I mean, did you include in the books sort of questions that people ask uh, often at the museum, or, or was it just just your own experiences that you had of of your time on on the plane? You know, the book is probably uh, more of my own experiences, uh, making it interesting and answering some questions. But um, it's the experiences that uh, flight attendants have that I think people are interested in finding out about. And then, of course, the Helderberg crash uh, being part of the book is also very appealing. A lot of people do want to know more. And I've written it from a cabin crew member's point of view. So it's the first book written from the heart about people rather than in the technical atmosphere. And and do you cover in the book some of the elements that later on happened at SIA? You sort of mentioned that it went into business rescue and and that was how you ended up your career. And was that something that the the cabin crew felt, uh, even though it was kind of happening up in the boardroom, so to speak? Absolutely. It was important that we do deal with the truth. And uh, the truth, I dare say, comes out in the book. I've been subtle, but I've been to the point. And a lot of people will find it interesting. Uh, Let me read you another paragraph. Recalling the years as a flight attendant for South African Airways. March 2020, an SAA goes into business rescue. The country goes into COVID lockdown. We received a basic salary. We all sat at home for a month of April, waiting and wondering what is to become of our beloved airline. Again, we receive a basic salary. In the month of May, we hear that there is no more money. Retrenchments are inevitable. No one is paid in May, June, July or August. Some airline crew lose their homes and cars. Children are forced to change schools. I found myself humbled and joined my best friend, Elaine Singaravelu, in a queue at the New Hope Ministries Church in Klokop to collect food parcels. To this day, I thank them for what they did for us. It was a joyous reunion to be at that church, standing there with many cabin crew. I remember how we laughed, hugged one another, cried and laughed again. In August, we signed our severance packages handed in our photo permits and walked out of Airways Park building in tears. It was a year I'll never forget. To my airline family, I say, God bless. I will always love you. Sure. Absolutely uh, powerful stuff. Now, Michael, if people want to get hold of the book, uh, they want to or they want to see you or or, or speak to you about um, what is going on, uh, how, how can they do that? Great. Okay, so it's Michael Blackburn, and I'm on 072-199-2397. That's 072-199-2397. I live in Kempton Park. And, of course, the book is available at the South African Airways Museum, just behind Rand Airport in Germiston, only 120 Rand, I'll be happy to sign it for you and write in it for you. Okay, so there you go. If you want to get a copy of the book, uh, see Michael do the tour. Uh, He does great tours, and you can see some amazing aircraft, including the 
SAA plane that flew over the stadium during the Rugby World Cup uh, and, an, uh, and a number of other very interesting ones all the way going back to the 50s. Uh, it's a fascinating place if you are into aviation. You can get a copy of Michael's book. You can meet him and do the tour with him. And uh, it's definitely a worthwhile experience, something to do with the kids or with the family uh, in, in the upcoming uh, December holidays. Michael, thank you so much for joining us on 101.9 IFM and uh, best of luck with sales with the book. Uh, I'll be happy to friend your listeners on Facebook. You'll also get a lot of information there from me. There. Thank you for having me on your show today. It's been awesome. And I look forward to selling a few more copies of this book. Guys, if you're interested in aviation, this is the book for you. Yeah, there you go. Michael Blackburn telling us about his new book, uh, Oh, the Glamour, recalling the days of SAA flight, uh, SAA flight attendant and uh, well worth reading if you are into the interesting history of aviation in our country.